0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 30th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined Right now, by Chris Hummer, national college football writer for Twenty Four Seven Sports, and fresh off vacation, Chris. It's it's nice to talk to you. Yeah,
1: man. Thanks for having me on. I'm refreshed and ready to go. So let's talk some college football.
0: You know, I I struggled last week not having you on. It's uh, I usually have you on once a week, and it was it was kind of tough. But I thought I'd bring you back into the fold in a just a really news-packed headline reading episode. <laughs> We had some assigned reading, and you know we 're just going to rip through the headlines i think it's it 's you know a precursor to a holiday weekend. I think college football fans are probably in and out of checking on the news, and so there are some things they 've missed so let 's let 's start with the first headline: Kansas State players announce boycott of program in wake of offensive social media post by students so chris we 've seen in the last month since the death of George Floyd, college football players rallying to change things um, we've seen. Kylan Hill was a pretty important factor of Mississippi actually changing its state flag, which had uh, the Confederate battle flag in, in the left-hand corner. So Kylan Hill helped get the Mississippi flag changed. Uh, Iowa players pointed out that there there was this toxic culture in their strength and conditioning program, Chris Doyle gets fired. Uh, Texas, uh, Texas fans or Texas players are advocating for several things, including perhaps the removal of the eyes of Texas, which has a racial beginning as the school fight song. We have not seen something like this though, as far as what's going on at Kansas state, we've got the football team saying they won't play or practice or meet until the university expels a student. And that student would be a a, a guy by the name of, of Jaden McNeil, who is the head of something called K-State's America First Students Chapter, which he like formed on his own in college. And he tweeted several things. Uh, and one of them was, congrats to George Floyd on being drug-free for an entire month, which is just really horrible and, and insulting and just, and, and, very, you know, just, yeah. So like Kansas state football players found that tweet and are now rallying against the expulsion of, of a student and, you know, the AD and coach Chris Kleiman seem to be in support of this movement, which is again, without precedent because we've seen college football players rally for changing building names and changing flags. But like, this is, this is really something else.
1: Yeah, this, this actually is pretty reminiscent of a school not too far away from Kansas State that did this a couple of years ago, which was Missouri, um, when essentially many of the student athletes on the team threatened a boycott and they were willing to kind of skip a game week. And this happened during a game week and change came very quickly at that time for Missouri if the president wouldn't resign. And the president ultimately did resign and change came to that campus and what we saw then was a team that threatened a boycott and very effectively kind of produced change. At Kansas State, I would think the situation gets resolved pretty quickly. The, the tweets were pretty despicable from um, Jordan McNeil and the Kansas State team as a whole, which is something we haven't seen, as you said, the entire team coming together and saying they're not going to play, effectively pushing for change. And I just think this is yet another example of college athletes kind of finding out they have more of a voice than they thought they did. And this is, this is just coming in a time where college athletics as a whole is changing. We're seeing NIL rules change. Uh, soon student-athletes will be able to compensate off their name, image, likeness. Transfer rules are going to change. Public opinion about the sport as a whole is changing during the coronavirus pandemic. And we've completely seen students at some of these schools embrace that opportunity. In Kansas State right now, their football program is flexing that muscle to produce important social change to them as they try to clean up and really make a needed just general change to the campus that kind of comes out as really reasonable, which they're essentially asking for the ability for Kansas State to dismiss a student for displaying openly racist, threateningly, or disrespectful action towards a student or a group of students.
0: Yeah, and you might say, like, how can they just force you to expel someone? But Kansas State has a code of conduct, so... It's, uh,
1: you know, it's, go ahead. No, they're just asking for a specific policy to be enacted in the code of conduct, which seems like when you understand what they're asking for, it seems like a kind of a common sense policy. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, you know, it's crazy that I just ran down everything off the top of my head of, as far as what's happened in the last month, I totally forgot about Shuba Hubbard and Mike Gundy. So, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, we'll see. What's interesting is Kansas state has paused voluntary workouts right now. Because of a COVID nineteen outbreak, so that kind of gives everyone a little bit of time without this like day to day sort of where are the players drama uh, that that you would have if if things were were actually happening. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated on that one. Um, we mentioned Kylan Hill. I'd love to try to get Kylan on the podcast. I just you know reached out to Mississippi State this morning, seeing if if he would do interviews, but that's just. I mean, I don't know if we're fully appreciating the moment, Chris. And I don't mean you and me, but like just everybody, that a college football player at Mississippi State just got the state flag changed in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting in uh in fifty years are we gonna be talking about Kylan Hill in Mississippi's like essentially state textbooks? Yeah. Talking about him being the influence that made the flag change and it it baffles me that Mississippi state flag remained Mississippi state flag into 2020. And it really baffles me that it took a college football player coming out to spark state legislative change, or at least spark the sec and a Mississippi state to push for said change. Yeah. But that's, that's where we are in 2020 and it just kind of, it kind of underscores the value of a platform and a voice. And I just think it's hilarious that the state flag had changed yesterday uh kylan's been tweeting about that and kind of the black lives matter movement for much of the day and then like just earlier today his most recent tweet was essentially saying point me to your yoga instructor because he's looking for a yoga instructor in starkville and he's just a kid yeah he's he's like 20 21 years old and he helped spark this massive change that's going to change mississippi as a state for forever and this is just kind of what a college student can do and it's Honestly, in some ways, what college is about, it's about kind of finding yourself, finding your political voice and kind of flexing it however you choose. And he's in a position to kind of enact change and he helped make it happen.
0: Yeah. So I remember the S- it was last week, it feels like, you know, months ago, but Greg Sinkey comes out, says we're not going to have postseason tournaments in baseball and softball in Mississippi until the flag gets changed. And you know, Mike Leach tweeted about it, and you're like, okay, like I feel this movement building, and maybe it's just coincidence that you know that, that we already headed down this path. But it did feel like when Kylan Hill tweeted, "I won't be representing this university until this flag changes." I'm sure all of those things led to the, led to the change. But they've the, the state's tried before, and I had Robbie Fock on the on the podcast last week, and he ran down it. You know, he said we tried this a few years ago. We tried this in 2001. And it just, it always got voted down, but this time it didn't. And that speaks to the power of sports. Uh, I've got a few more headlines. Let's talk about the most unfun one, Chris, and then we'll finish with the more like interesting one. Under Armour is cutting bait trying to with UCLA on this $280 million contract, 15 year deal they signed in 2016. And last, last September, it was like regarded as the largest college apparel deal. And it's also rumored now that Under Armour might be trying to get out of bed, so to speak, with, with Cal. So it looks like the COVID-19 pandemic, the economic crisis is starting to hit college sports in this regard. And, and we'll see if Under Armour tries to get out of the, the college game completely. Uh, they represent a few other uh, big-time schools, but you know, I'm sure UCLA will be okay. I think this is more interesting from an, from an Under Armour perspective. I think it's
1: I think it's kind of both. I yeah? mean Do you
0: think I, it's an indictment on UCLA? I
1: I do. That yeah. I, when I was reading this and kind of thinking about it, I I certainly think it is. UCLA used to be this powered brand in college athletics, and obviously their basketball program is one of the most stored in history. But other than a brief period a couple of years ago where Lonzo Ball was on the team and the Ball brothers and uh their dad was the most <laughs> talked about figure in college athletics, like UCLA hasn't been relevant and. A very long time, yeah. Like since Josh, Kevin
0: Love and Russell Westbrook, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Josh Rosen was on campus, and like he was very good, but the program wasn't good with him there. Like it's been a, it's been a, it's been a decade or so since UCLA really mattered in one of the two major sports, and I, I do think it's an indictment on UCLA a little bit. And it's it's certainly interesting that Under Armour is kind of pulling itself out of this agreement. I think Maryland is an interesting program to watch and kind of the investment. Under Armour is willing to make in Maryland and college athletics moving forward. If we're looking at it from that type of kind of side of things, but I, I do think it's an indictment on UCLA for sure.
0: Yeah. Maryland is, you know, his name's escaping me. I, I believe it's Kevin Plank. Yep. Uh, Kevin Plank, the Under Armour uh, founder, you know, they're based, they're based in Maryland. He's a, he's a Maryland guy. And then the Under Armour money has really held catapult Maryland and got them into the big 10. So I mean, that's I don't think it's going to go away, but we'll see. And we'll see for Cal. You know, if UCLA is in a tough spot, Cal's. I mean, geez, Cal's certainly not not close to being relevant, even on UCLA's level. Um, All right, last one. Marcel Brooks, the former five-star, the number 32 player in the class of 2019, and a rising LSU force enters the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, it was it was one of the more surprising things of last week. I, I remember talking to Shea Dixon, who broke the news a little bit before it came out, and he was kind of watching to see if it would happen. And this is the second straight off season we've seen an LSU player kind of abruptly transfer. Um, a former top fifty quarterback cornerback ended up at uh, Kentucky last offseason as kind of a result of this, and. It's it's certainly a big blow for LSU. He was a guy who was going to be a really significant contributor at linebacker on the outside. He was going to potentially give LSU some pass-rushing punch it lacked last year, even with Kalevon Chase on, on the field. And Marcel Brooks, who has always been one of those guys that was either going to be a super, superstar in the college level or a bust just because of um, some of his... I don't know how much I want to get into that, but um, he's just an interesting figure, and uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up because um, I think there's certainly some stuff that comes with Marcel that you have to deal with as a coaching staff, and I think LSU was um,
0: so this think, is off the field.
1: Yes, um, I, yeah, it is. An, I think this is very much an off the field thing and an off the field concern. But either way, Marcel is one of the more talented players at his position in the country, and if he is right and he's playing he's going to be a force wherever he lands
0: did you he's from texas did you you do a story on him right that's how you know know about him so well like his versatility or
1: are you just, never, you're just I, well
0: you were well read in the book of marcel brooks
1: i never did a story on marcel but i think anybody who followed texas high school football and kind of talks in recruiting circles a little bit knew a little bit about marcel freaky freaky athlete but um but certainly had some concerns among okay. coaches in some ways okay. uh, coming in college.
0: Well, it sounds like a, sounds like another state of Texas product for, that we used to always talk about, Zach Evans. So
1: I think I think maybe those he'll end up at are, TCU. Actually, I think that's a really strong anyway. But I think that is a possibility. TCU, I believe, was one of the schools he was considering yeah. early in his recruitment. But um, yeah. Um, Certainly a guy that is an elite, elite talent if he um, has everything together on the field.
0: Gotcha. Just Okay, gotcha. Well, best of luck to Marcel Brooks. That's a tough loss for LSU, but if it was an off-the-field issue, there's really nothing you can do about it at that point. Um, All right, Chris, I I think we've caught up on the news. Am I missing anything? No, No,
1: I think... I mean, I'm sure we're going to blink and miss something in college football right now, but it sounds like we could hit it all.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that will do it then for today's episode of the College Football Daily. We'll take your five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. All of that stuff helps us keep our visibility as high as can be. Uh, for Chris Hummer, for our producer, Tony Levitt, who's doing a great job getting this podcast out every morning for you at 8.30 Eastern Time, I'm Trey Scott, and we'll see you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.